0: Dear friends, hello, we have a person who look like an angel, you know, she came with this, you know, sky above her and I was thinking, oh my God, the angel coming and all of us, we love angels and I'm happy to introduce beautiful legend, Laura Baxter. She is the voice of people, she is the person who is opera singer and now her talent of singing and voice and music she's bringing to people to have a voice. Uh, Dear Laura, I'm happy to see you and I'm happy that USA speakers are popular with us. We are happy to welcome you. Uh, You are living 20 years and you lived more than 20 years in Europe. Uh, Tell me, please, this uh, chance of living abroad for so many years and speaking different languages. I heard you spoke great German and uh, (laughs) you travel a lot and you sing a lot. And my first question to you. You are speaking about Carmen effect, Carmen effect in life yeah. and in speaking. What is Carmen effect
1: Ah, the Carmen effect um, Carmen, the opera character, or I should say Carmen, the opera itself is one of the most performed operas in the world um. In every season, you will see some opera company in many different countries of the world performing it. And the reason for that has to do with a lot of different factors. But I think one of the reasons that this character, Carmen, is so well-known is because she's so charismatic, so magnetic. And what happens with Carmen, or I should say Carmen herself, uh, for those who may not know the story, I mean, she's, she just, She walks onto the stage. Everybody wants to know her, be around her and everything. And she basically ends up seducing Jose, who, um, yeah, they then go off together. It's it's a rather complicated story. But for her, this character, there's really... Uh, You
0: know, Laura, for Russians, it's not complicated story. Russians adore opera. And I think from five-year-old kids are adore Carmen and Jose. So it's a very, very popular person, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. So it, Carmen, with the role of Carmen or with the character of Carmen, there's really a two-sided coin. One side of the coin is, is this charisma that she has, this magnetic attraction. It's, it's a power, a sexuality and a power. And on the other side of the coin, she's, it's very dark. She's a narcissist. And her behavior leads, literally leads to the destruction of everyone in the opera. So um, basically with, with Carmen, I've when, in working with different executives and working with them on their body language, on their voice, on their presence, how to own the room, I started looking at the character Carmen to see what can we learn for it, learn from her in leadership. And there are the, basically two main messages. One message is is this charisma, and the other message is what to avoid in leadership, the narcissism. And with this charisma, though, I mean, I don't know how, you're a very charismatic person, but as a singer, and as an opera singer, for me, getting inside the head of Carmen was not not that easy, really trying to own this presence. And, And there were things about the character I liked and didn't like You mean that there was too much, too much of her, that she was too much, uh,
0: you know, she was uh, all about, it was all about her. Yeah. You know, like sometimes they say, don't be that much. Maybe for you it wasn't, it wasn't that uh, natural because you try sometimes to be behind the scenes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there are aspects of her character that we can learn from as far as the charismatic side. So, for example, one of the things that's absolutely true to Carmen, both the character and the singer singing Carmen, is that she's courageous. So when I'm working with my clients, the one thing, I mean, my, as I have mentioned to you before, my mission is to help people find their voice and really communicate their message to the world. And the first step in that is having the courage to step up and say their message, to really have the courage to, to, to own the room and to communicate their message. And so, Carmen, we can learn a lot in that respect. I mean, it's interesting with Carmen, Nietzsche said that that opera changed his life, yeah, and for a lot of different reasons. Another thing that we can learn from Carmen is she's unbelievably authentic. So, what I mean by that is she is Carmen through and through the entire time. I mean, you know, the opera, it's, um, there's no point in the entire thing, even when she realizes that she's going to die, There is no point where she is not true to herself and that's a lesson that we all can learn is how to really connect to our values how how can we really um, know what we stand for what what our purpose is so that we can be so that we can be connected to who we are when we are presenting or when we are leading or when we are in a difficult situation and Laura, so this is very beautiful
0: here. and this is uh, amazing that you can use opera, singing, music, the way that you like to present, that the, the way that you like to be on the stage, that you can use all this for being charismatic and for bringing out your voice and for bringing your message out. Tell me, please, you were talking at one of your events about how to talk with divas. Divas, oh. we have a lot of divas. The CEO of the company might behave as a diva. For me, yeah. as uh, I'm film director and producer, very often I meet heroes who are the stars and they will say, Olga, I want to drink only per year. Don't give for me normal water or bring for me peaches or pineapples. You know, so there are a lot of divas that we are meeting in life and we need to know how to cooperate with them. What is your secret, Laura, to work with divas?
1: I Well, the main thing is to understand that when we think of the word diva, we usually think of a person like you described, somebody larger than life and somebody who really takes away our space, somebody who orders us around and, and, and really robs us of our, our space or it feels like of our rights, really. Um, and I think, I mean, when the, the reason I wrote my book, Dealing with Divas and Other Difficult Personalities, is I found with my clients the main thing that takes them out of their center is other people. So, if you're giving a presentation, or if you're about to go to a board meeting and talk to people about, you know, whatever issue is 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 the issue of the day, um, and you know that so and so these these people are going to be in the room, then there can be there may be a tendency to hold back, or there may be a tendency to be to be scared, nervous, or whatever. So. In writing Dealing with Divas, I did that because uh, we need to understand how to not only deal with large personalities, but understand what's behind that. Now, we think that a diva is going to be larger than life, this kind of personality, but that's not necessarily true. If you've got a very large personality and you're very dynamic and, and active and everything else, you may find somebody who's very introverted to be a diva, somebody who doesn't doesn't quite, is not willing to make a decision quickly enough, you would find that person more irritating. So the definition of the word diva, it's usually somebody who is not like us, someone who is not acting the way we expect them to act. So your question how to deal with divas, there are basically four steps. I've the first step is to define what you want and define the situation where you know that person when is it that you encounter the diva in your life or the divas in your life the second is to find your inner strength to be able to connect to yourself to be stay centered to be to stay really um, I don't want to say not emotional but to not let things trigger your emotions so if somebody as you said somebody says you know get me this, get me that you really stay in your own center and realize, do I want to do that or not? Is it my position to get that or not? But not to become angry with that person because they're saying something, because they're, they're demanding something. And the third step is to val- learn to value yourself, everything about you that's beautiful and, you know, and, and rich, and, and also to value the other person, to understand what may be going on with them that we have different personalities, that we have different needs, we have different desires and different goals. And then the last is to find a way to, to cross the bridge, to learn how to associate with that person, to build communication so that you get what you want, they get what they want, and hopefully the organization get, gets what it wants. really a win-win situation. No, no, it's
0: absolutely, I agree with you because sometimes, you know, it can be a very nice person, but just in the morning he gets used before shooting, before shooting the movie or before talking to the audience, he just needs a cup of cappuccino. And without that cappuccino, he cannot talk, he cannot think, he cannot operate. So it's not that big problem, if it's only cappuccino, you can prepare it, you can make it and make the other person happy. And also I noticed that these people who are diverse and who are, sometimes they're very soft and very nice and they're in a way, (laughs) they want to be taken as normal kind people. But because, for example, um, sometimes people tell me, Olga, why do you put exactly that time for your program, for your show? But the reason is why that time, because my kids are sleeping and the uh, rest of the time is not suitable but they will think oh you're so spoiled you're such a diva <laughs> there is only that time and you want to get flowers from for your show we know that's the reason but it's not so yeah, laura exactly. i would like really to thank you so much uh, for your experience for sharing with us your knowledge because you wrote a book You devote a lot of time i like how you started your shows and your uh, presentations singing i think this is very very uh, unique and maybe to say goodbye to audience of hidden hero maybe you want to sing something for us
1: lally what would you like to hear
0: Maybe something <laughs> See, that, you know, people are this, hidden heroes. They're hiding from somebody. They're hiding. They're afraid to go on the stage. And the program is called Hidden Hero. Maybe you want to say goodbye or maybe you want to sing, to sing your goodbye to hidden heroes.
1: I would say there's a wonderful song um, called This Is The Moment. And what I like about this song is that, well, is that there's this line in it that this is the moment, this is the time when the moment and the momentum are in rhyme. And what I would wish for your audience and for you, Olga, and thank you again for inviting me today, um, is that we all find this moment where we can combine both the momentum, this drive forward, and also the moment of ourselves, you know, how we can... um, Stay in the moment. So, then with that, then this is the moment. (laughs) This is the moment.
2: This is the day. When I send all my doubts and demons on their way. Give me this moment, this special chance. I'll gather up my past and make some sense at last. This is the moment, this is the time, when the momentum and the moment are in rhyme. Give me this moment, this special chance. I'll gather up my past and make some sense at last. This is the moment when all is done, when all the dreaming, scheming, and screaming become one. This is the day. See it sparkle and shine. When all I've lived for, when all I've lived for, when all I've lived for, becomes mine.
0: Oh my God, Laura, thank you so much. You are really angel and I was uh, really right. You are an angel, a beautiful, wonderful angel. Thank you so much for being in our life and for inspiring us. To be strong, to be beautiful, and to catch that moment and momentum. Thank you so much. Thank you, Logan. Your voice is beautiful, and you make me. Very-